Welcome back to the Mama Bird Podcast. This is episode three, and we are talking about mom guilt and self-care. I am so excited to say that I have a co-host, and yay! Her name is Danica, and um, she is a mama, and she is a marketing expert. I want to give her an opportunity to introduce herself to you all. Hey, so thank you so much, Emily, for having me. I'm so excited. Um, I love how this just worked out so perfectly. It's something that I wanted to have in my life and didn't even know that I wanted it. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'll give a little quick about me so everyone can kind of get to know me a little bit. So um, as Emily said, I am a mom to an amazing three-year-old girl. I'm also a single mom. So I feel like that adds a little bit of a twist. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm also a marketing expert and I'm also working through my real estate courses. Um, it's actually really funny how I ended up in that because my background is not at all in business or anything. Um, I went to school for criminology and sociology. So as that is life, I think. And I think it's really relevant to this podcast because it's just kind of like, let's see what happens, right? Yes, absolutely. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited to be here and thank you so much. Yay. Thank you so much for being here, babe. And I think that having a co-host is just going to add that extra spark and dynamic um, that we're just really trying to be real and authentic mamas speaking our truth. And I just, I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Danica and I met on social media, right? Mm -hmm. We did. Yes. So um, she has a bunch of things that she's involved in on social media, because I think you do some, do you do some interior design stuff too? Um, so I'm moving into real estate. Yes. So that's why I'm kind of just dipping my toe in. I'm not done the courses yet. So that's just a little bit of my intro into that. Yes. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So, and again, like we both said, we're moms. So we want to talk about mom guilt. So what is mom guilt? Can we define it? Oh gosh. Um, so I think, you know, like kind of how you said, it's like when you, you first give birth and you're like, there's no manual on being a mom. You can like, you said this before where it's like, you can read all the books, you can study as much as you want, but really at the end of the day, you have this like newborn and you're like, oh my God, like, what do I do? Yes. <laughs> and um, what presented for me was also, I like developed a lot of anxiety. So like they talk, so you hear a lot about like postpartum depression. I think what I had, which is also talked about less is postpartum anxiety. Yes. So, so like, I think that all works together where it's like, you have this, I would have this anxious feeling of like, I'm not doing enough. And then I feel guilty. And then, you know what I mean? So all those emotions are tied together, I think. Yeah. And then when we feel the self or the mom guilt, we therefore are not taking care of ourselves. Mm, or it stops us from taking care of ourselves. Like, like, so I was, you know, really um, lucky to have a partner that wanted to be very involved. And we were really good about, you know, splitting things 50 50 with the care of our child. And and the home and everything. Um, but I it had to be a conscious decision for me to not hijack everything. Yeah. <laughs> Let him, you know, go and change diapers and put her to bed and 
you know, he really wanted to. I just, it's like, I can't imagine if, if I didn't have a partner who was really enthusiastic about being a dad, uh, we're not together anymore, but at the time, um, then I, I don't know, I probably would have just hijacked everything and done everything myself and not taken any time for me. Uh, cleaning out my closet today, <laughs> listening to a podcast and um, so Brittany Brown's podcast and she was talking to a Holocaust survivor, um, Dr. Edith, and they were talking about, you know, internalized shame and, you know, uh, just also what other people like not letting other people's opinions um, define you. And a quote that just really resonated with me was that Dr. Eager said, recognize that self-love is self-care. Trying to like, like, so after my split with um, my ex, I started therapy and a question that my therapist asked me was, what do you do for self-care? And I had no idea how to answer that. Wow. Yeah. I still honestly, like I still ask myself, like, what am I doing for self-care? Like, yes. But then back to the quote, mm -hmm. it really stems to having self-love. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think that's like, you know, what is self-care? I think it's just self-love, right? Right. But if we don't have self-love, then we're not taking care of ourselves. Well, no, because it's like, if you don't have that love, you're, you're not doing things for yourself to take care of you. You know what right. I mean? Like you're not setting appropriate boundaries with people like that's another quote that I love to live by is boundaries equals self-care <laughs> wow and if I've learned anything from becoming a business owner is that boundaries are so key and yeah it's every aspect of your life yes or every <laughs> aspect and I think for me I I've always been someone who's been very open, very honest. Mm -hmm. I've always tried to stay very genuine and I really just deeply care for people. And that's gotten me into trouble because I empathize and I trust so easily. Mm -hmm. And then something happens, then I forget to take care of myself first. I'm trying to take care of everybody else, similar to a mom. Yes. Yes. I can definitely relate to that. Like I'm always like, my heart's always on my sleeve. I'm always on like oversharing to a fault sometimes. Yes. And really letting people in or not, or not saying no, you know, sometimes it's like, you can't like, you just, you don't have it in you. You're totally burnt out, you know? And just to like say that, no, you know, I, I'm not going to do that. Or I'm going to stay in tonight. Not that people are necessarily going out very much anymore, but saying that no is like, you know, setting up that boundary with people is so important. Yes. And I think before we can take care of anybody else, we have to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's a lesson that I've really had to learn. And since becoming a mom, I feel like it kind of did set in stone for me because I did not have time to take care of anybody else. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, Audrey became priority my husband became priority. Not that he wasn't before she was born, <laughs> but it kind of like puts things into perspective. You yeah. know, you have this solidified family now mm -hmm. and you have to take care of them. Yeah. But then, but then you get lost in how can yeah. I take care of them, but also think about myself first. So this is actually, it actually contributed to the downfall of my relationship, to be honest, okay. because I like, so we had a, a newborn, we had been together, you know, 
but then it was like all of our focus, you know, like my focus especially was on my child and on my partner all the time. And I never took time for myself. I tried to, like, I would try, like, you know, he would go and he had his things that he would do because um, he had commitments and whatever. And I just like completely disregarded, like, I didn't want to take time for myself. And like, I would try to, but it, like, I didn't enjoy it. So I stopped doing it. And then it just like snowballed into, I didn't know who I was anymore. I, I didn't, I was miserable because I had lost myself so, so much. And yeah, it just ended up like, you know, driving a wedge between us and eventually it just imploded. And thank you for sharing that because that's something that, you know, I've done a lot of research because I'm trying to inform myself on the things that moms struggle with, but also our triumphs. And one of the things that I came across was where did my older self go or where, mm-hmm. where am I now that mm-hmm. I'm a mom? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. who are you? Where am who I? Are you? Yeah. And you, <laughs> and you just explained that so beautifully. It's, it's, it's a sad thing to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, I think, so apparent for so many moms. Yeah. I don't know. I see, you know, sometimes how my mom friends are dealing with stuff, you know what I mean? And then how the dynamics are with their partners. And, and I see a lot of them taking on a lot themselves and, you know, either that their partners aren't as interested or they're not really, you know, I don't want to say they're not letting them, but they're not opening that door too much or they're just, they're just taking it all on themselves. And then it's kind of like to tie in even with the previous episode with like the whole idea of perfection and wanting you, you should be able to take, do it all. You should be able to run a business and be the perfect mom, be the perfect wife and do it all. You know, like I would plan these, like for my child's first birthday, it was like the perfect, it's like, I think about it now. I'm like, that's so ridiculous. (laughs) But you probably would have thought if I don't do this, I'm going to feel guilty because I didn't give her the best birthday party ever. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's exactly it. Like, you know, I wanted the pretty pictures. I wanted the perfect memories. Like I wanted, I wanted to give her everything. And Mm -hmm. we can still give our children everything or rather we will never be able to give them everything if we can't take time and give ourselves grace first. Exactly. And that's what I've come to realize, um, especially being a single mom now, is that like, so I have, we're, you know, 50-50 with care. So I kind of got forced into self-care or into having time to myself, you know, because I had never had this, like, since having her, I haven't had this much time alone. And then it's like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, Kate, what do I do with myself? (laughs) Yeah. You know? So that's where like, you know, I did start going to therapy and like just to start talking about, you know, how to handle everything. And it was so helpful. So like, if you don't have a therapist, highly recommend. Yeah. And like, just learning how to self care, because yeah. I literally had to learn and I'm still learning how to do it because it's not like growth isn't lin- linear either. There's a lot of like, you're moving forward, 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 and then you fall back. And then there's the guilt again. Oh my gosh. And you are so well-spoken when it comes to the importance of self-care. And I mean, I'm just going to put it out there. I've, I struggled with anxiety my entire life. And it took me to the point where my, my now husband said, you know, we need to either get you in to see a therapist 
or go to the doctor. So I took the time and I went to the doctor and he did, you know, that like anxiety test they do. It takes like 20 minutes. And yeah, I was diagnosed with, you know, eight and a half out of 10 of being, you know, high, high level of anxiety person. So now I'm on meds and I've been on meds for three years now. The mm-hmm. best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. And see, again, I would say that that's self-care. You're yes. Yourself, right? That's probably <laughs> the first time in my life that I took that step. You know, my husband did push me a little bit, mm-hmm. thankfully, and I will always, always be an activist for, you know, you know, helping yourself and your mental health. And so yeah. many people don't take the time to talk about how important it is. Yeah. Well, that's why it's like, anytime I'm talking to anyone, uh, I'm always very open about it. Like, I like to joke that like my therapist is like now my, like my best friend because yes. you know, we see all the time. <laughs> and, but yeah, like it's so important to just, even just to discover yourself in that way, to have a neutral party to talk to you and no judgment because sometimes, you know, you want to go talk to family and friends and stuff like that, but you might have walls, you might, you know, be afraid to really open up about stuff and being completely honest or yeah, it's just, it's not always easy. And the thoughts that we have as moms, when it comes to, you know, not feeling perfect, feeling guilty, not wanting to be a mom sometimes. Mm -hmm. And can you imagine potentially saying that to someone who's in your inner circle and the repercussions it might have? The potential judgment. Yes. Versus yeah. having that opportunity to talk to someone that's not close and won't have anything to say, but something that's potentially supportive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I think, where we, where we get into that internalized guilt and how do we deal with that, especially when we are so occupied as mothers. So being, you know, very occupied, um, like I tend to throw myself into everything. I, I literally have to like, stop myself from I have so many back burner projects, like I I can't even count them all. But um, (laughs) I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So and like, but that stuff is important too. You know what I mean? And going after your dreams and going after that career. And you know, that's, important for you too and that is also self-care absolutely but but then it's like oh well if you're not at home with your child all the time or you're taking time away from your kid in order to go work or I so a lot of us are working at home now too so like then it's like oh like my child knows I tell her oh mama has to go work you know and she understands that it's like okay mama has to go work and then, you know, so it's part of me feels like guilty for that. I'm like, am I like a bad mom? Because my child, one of like the first things that she learned was mama has to go work. <laughs> oh, yes. And that's the thing too, is that I think, I think the experience of feeling guilty stems both from being a stay at home mom and being a working mom. I think it is on the exact same level and, you know, stay at home moms have their, their things. That's, I want to have a podcast episode with someone who's a stay at home mom to mm-hmm. truly get the perspective because I don't understand what that's like. And I think people need to hear about it. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, you and I are working moms. Yeah. And, and we feel guilty for working sometimes. Yeah. yeah. How crazy is that? 
That is really crazy. I can't speak for obviously being a stay-at-home mom. Um, actually, well, I was technically for a little bit because I stayed at home with my kid until she was like, oh gosh, like a year and a half. So you have some experience. Some, some. Uh, my mom was also a stay-at-home mom. Okay. So I grew up with a stay-at-home mom. So yeah. that's kind of the thing. But my mom also never, I never saw her taking time for herself. Mm-hmm. She was always there for us and like, like that expectation of her always being there so as a as a kid of a stay-at-home mom <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and then if someone were to say yes so a stay-at-home mom never has time for self-care never has time to take care of herself uh, and then someone can make the argument yeah and you know moms at work our moms that run their own businesses, they do get time to themselves because they're not with their child. That is not self-care. No, no, it's not. It's like, I mean, it's going towards your dreams, hopefully. Yes. You know, it's going in, hopefully it's your work is fulfilling and you really enjoy it. And and if so, then, you know, I think that you're very lucky. And I, for myself, I would consider myself lucky because I am very passionate about what I do. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, but it's not quite the same. Like there's, I, I'll hit a point, like I tend to burn out very easily. So that's something that I like actively need to watch out for because, or else I'll literally work myself until I'm sick. And then I'm like, and then I'm no good to anybody. Exactly. <laughs> like, I can't be, I can't be the upbeat, fun mom to my kid. You know, I, I can't be effective at work. So you have to be like super careful to take care of yourself or else your body literally will be like, okay, now enough. I've shut down. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so finding that healthy, graceful balance between work life and home life and mama life. Exactly. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, something that I do, um, even through COVID, but like safely, I'll take little vacations, like just by myself, middle of nowhere, middle of the bush, like not anywhere near anyone else. Um, I've gotten lucky where a couple of places will actually have hot tubs. yeah so like that's something that I like to do like it's not every couple months or something you know like I'll put some money aside like okay I'm going for a night yeah and I'm driving in the middle of nowhere and I'm just gonna go on a like little vacation by myself and it's so it's needed like it's something that I'm like I need this so I think it's about figuring out what you need to recharge yes and once you've done that how do you feel Oh, I feel like so energized. I'm like, I could do like, now I can handle all of my projects mm. <laughs> and my child and, you know, everything else that's going on in my life. You know, you can just hand, handle it all. That's amazing. So with that, so we've talked about, you know, the internalized guilt, what it can lead to. Once we figured out how to take care of ourselves, how do we spring clean through Um, the people that make us feel guilty potentially, or the things that make us feel guilty, what do we do? I think it's just like, we had touched on it already a little bit, but boundaries, right? Like just saying no to people, like setting those boundaries, knowing when to walk away. Like I've lost, like, even when I first found out that I was pregnant, I lost two really close friends just like that. Wow. Yeah. And it was like, because they had kind of made it about themselves instead of about me. So my pregnancy wasn't planned and I was a little shocked when I found out. (laughs) 
And, and it was like a bit of a whirlwind because, you know, I was living in Toronto, I was working, I was busy, I was living my life. And then it was like, oh, okay, whoops, I'm pregnant, you know? And, um, and I had these really close friends and I, I didn't share right away that I was pregnant with a lot of people. I, you know, kept it to myself and just was trying to digest and, and just kind of settle myself into it. And I had shared, I think I just like Snapchatted it to be honest, which is such a silly thing, but I was like, not completely like in my right mind at the time because there was like so much going on. Right. Um, and I had a friend message me or like, and just be like, I can't believe that that's how I found out. Like it was through Snapchat. I thought we were better friends than that, you know, or there's another friend who she got so upset because I didn't tell her immediately. I waited three, three weeks to tell her and she got mad at me as if it's about her. Right. I mean, like, okay. It's like, yeah, I just found out that I am pregnant and it, you know, wasn't planned. And now my life is completely flipped upside down, but please let me take care of you. And I bet so many people can relate to that. Even if, even if they have their babies now, but Mm -hmm. potentially they have people who can't relate to their situation, but still, need that constant affirmation of friendship and you know all of those things at some point in your life you just have to recognize that it's not your job to take care of other people yeah exactly and that's so hard for some people like myself I'm like I've already said I'm very empathetic but I've really had to learn like my friend group has never been smaller but I've also never been happier with who's in that circle Well, I find that also the more authentic you are with yourself and the more that you know yourself and, you know, you can attract people that are on like the same path as you or like just the same like energy as you, you know what I mean? Like you can vibe a little bit better with them and, you know, a lot more, not so demanding of you, maybe like more understanding because the understanding goes both ways. You know, it's like, I have friends that will like last minute be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, this thing came up or whatever. No problem. Yes. (laughs) How perfect is that example though? It's like, I'm so sorry. Like I'm not feeling good right now. Or, you know, I just, I just don't want to do it anymore. Let's postpone. Let's rain check. And if the answer is no problem, like it's all good, babe. That's what I need in my life. I don't need someone being like, what? Like you just ruined my entire day last minute. You can't come or you can't be with me. It's like life doesn't revolve around anyone. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you're a mom, you're like, first of all, I got to take care of my own first. Yes, exactly. That's exactly it. I actually, so I made um, another new friend through Instagram. Amazing. Yeah. Well, that's how I've been socializing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, she was so great. Cause like, you know, obviously like she knows that I'm a you know single mom and I kind of told her, I'm like, okay, well I'm really flexible on this week, but I'm not so flexible like this other week because I have my child with me. And she was like, oh, that's totally fine. We, we can just like hang, you know, like whenever, or if you want to bring your child, you can bring your child, you know, and it was just so like chill and it was like comfortable. And I was like, that's wonderful. Like the pressure is just completely taken off of me. It's so refreshing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you won't, you won't feel any guilt. You won't feel like you're not, you know, doing enough. And so then if we're spring cleaning and we're setting those boundaries, how do we stop 
or guard our truth against invaders. So guarding our truth and get against invaders. In other words, how can we continue to give ourselves grace, show our truth and be compassionate, but also not be judged or feel guilt? That is a tough one. (laughs) It's so difficult because I feel like motherhood is a spider's web. Yes. Yeah, I I agree. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think it's just like you, you can't pay attention to all of the noise. You know what I mean? Like people are going to have opinions. People are, you know, that's actually something that I'm currently working on is not letting other people's opinions sway me. Clap, you know. hand clapping right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ongoing like process because you know growth isn't linear. So you know, constantly working on stuff always. But yeah, like I'm, I'm definitely, definitely like currently just working on just living in my truth and you know being unapologetically me and just trying to stick to that as much as possible but obviously we're human and you know sometimes it's like don't beat yourself up no matter what like don't beat yourself up because I'm definitely the queen of beating myself up with stuff and that's also something I'm working on words will get to you sometimes will you know affect you and you know that's okay you're allowed to have emotions you're allowed to feel crappy you're allowed to you know just be you live your life and be a human. Right. And I love, I love how you first started by saying drown out the noise. Don't let the noise get to you being a woman and being a mom. We are subjected to so much noise from Mm -hmm. people and so much unsolicited advice and therefore, yes, expectations. <laughs> therefore, we feel guilt. We don't take care of ourselves. We don't give ourselves enough grace. And I've, I've had to learn, and I'm still learning every day, to not become affected by that noise. Mm. And it's really hard. Exactly, it is. And like, that's just the thing. Like, taking care of yourself is not like, okay, I'm done. And here we are. And we're finished. You know what I mean? It's an ongoing process, probably probably for the rest of your life. (laughs) Yes. And for the rest of your life, you always want to be learning. (laughs) Yes. And I have always said the, once you stop learning, you don't, you're not living anymore. No, you're not. That's literally, it's just like growing and learning and, you know, learning to accept yourself, learning to accept others, learning to, you know, do all of what we've been talking about. <laughs> and also to, to let things go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> let things go as hard as it is. I have a hard time. So I, I don't necessarily, um, hold grudges, but what I do, what I do do is <laughs> I, I have a hard time letting things go that truly affected me. Yes. Like dwelling on things, like thinking about it way too much, overthinking. Yes. Oh. Are you like that too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying not to be again, you know, trying not to be. I've been working so hard, especially sp- since my breakup, been working so hard on just letting go of the past. You know what I mean? Not yes. living in the past, living in the moment. Uh, mindfulness meditations and and all that kind of stuff it's you know I I heard about it before I actually read a book about mindfulness before I spoke to my therapist but my therapist brought it back up to me 
And she was like, you know, are you, are you being mindful? Are you in the moment? Are you, you know, living now versus like dwelling on the past or, or stressing or having anxiety about the future? Right. And, and mindfulness and acceptance, both so important when it comes to letting things go. Like something has happened, you felt guilt, you felt judged, you felt pressure, you had anxiety in that moment. However, that moment has passed Mm -hmm. and we need to just let it go. Yeah. I think it's about being kind to ourselves, right? Yes. And just like being kind and loving, you know, self-love again, bringing it full circle. Yes. (laughs) Self-love is self-care. Yeah, exactly. So when, when we love ourselves, therefore we can encourage other people to. So what I found, um, was this thing about encouraging your tribe. So it says dissolving mom guilt Mm -hmm. by simply not spreading it. So encouraging other moms to follow their hearts and give themselves grace. Yes, absolutely. And I like just forming those really awesome connections you know, I think it's, it's great for us. It's great for other people. It's just, you know, just sharing that. Yeah. Sharing the love, you know, like your yeah. self-love can be, you know, like portrayed like to the exterior of you as well. Yes. And it can be so impactful. Mm-hmm. And if, if you, if you can display that you have self-love in a way that's genuine and authentic, mm-hmm. so you're not always going to be on, you're not always going to have your shit together, oh. but <laughs> but you still love yourself endlessly and nonetheless. So when you do that, you're showing that self-care and you're, you have the ability to share it and spread it in a way that's genuine and authentic. And I think a big message to moms out there, again, I'm no expert in motherhood, but what I will say is if someone's not making you feel good about yourself, you got to let them go. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard because sometimes those people are your family. Sometimes those people are friends that you've had for decades. Yes. You know, and yet it's just almost like, you know, just because someone's family doesn't mean that they're not toxic or just because you've been friends forever doesn't mean that you should continue that friendship. Yeah. If anybody makes you feel guilt or doubt internally, and it's not going away, or you continue to question yourself because of that individual, or what they say or what they do, then you need to take a look inside yourself and and really, really ask yourself, is this the kind of energy I need in my life? And it's not, you don't need that energy. And it's also really hard to make that decision to say no, and to say goodbye. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, you know, like if you're not feeling comfortable with like shutting that door right away, even just creating a little bit more distance. Yes. You know what I mean? Just start with some distance. Just start with, you know, not hanging out all the time, not seeing each other all the time or something like that. Just create a bit of distance, see how you feel, take it from there. You know, I love that. Mm -hmm. And that's probably, you know, better advice to give is maybe we don't have to say, you know, see you never, but we say. I need some space, you know, mm-hmm. setting, setting up like, he, like you talked about earlier, setting up those boundaries yeah. so that you feel safe and that you feel like you're taking care of yourself first. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that distance gives you perspective too. It really does. Mm-hmm. 
And it's hard though. Honestly, I am someone that has a really hard time at that. Yeah. I have some, that's something that again, I've been working on recently. So, (laughs) and, and I guess maybe we have a similar personality in the sense of, we just want everyone to be happy. Yeah. And like, and to be accepted too, right? Like that's something that I've discovered in myself where I'm like, I do just want to be accepted by people, but you know, not everyone is going to, you know, be the best for you or not everyone's going to accept you. Not everyone's going to be non-judgmental, you know? So yes. And at the, yeah. And at the end of the day, why, why does it matter if someone accepts why does it matter? you or not? Yeah. Yeah. If you're happy, then why does it matter? If you're living your life, you're not hurting anyone. You're, you know, just in your space and you're good. Yep. You know, just have people that like contribute to that positive, positive energy and, and that acceptance, you know? Yes. And I think the driving force behind this podcast for me is that not only am I a mom, but I'm a mom to a daughter and mm-hmm. I'm, I want her to grow up in a way that she feels strong and empowered and that she has a voice and that she's going to be heard. Yeah. Same. That's, I feel the exact same way. Yes. And so spreading kindness and positivity, but also being real and raw in, in, in this opportunity, I think is so important because, you know, 10, 20 years down the road, I hope she listens to this. I hope your daughter (laughs) listens to this and says, you know, my mama spoke her truth. Yeah. And I think it's leading by example, right? Like it's not the whole, when it comes to like, not to dive into parenting, like too much parenting styles and whatever, but some parents it's like, you know, do as I say, not as I do, but I would much rather, you know, do as I do. I want to lead by example. I want to, I want to be the best version of myself in order to teach my daughter how to be the best version of herself. Hallelujah. I love that. On that note, thank you guys so much for listening. That was the Mama Bird podcast. It airs every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. I have an Instagram and it is on Spotify as well. Hope you guys have a great day.